0: Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one, absolutely no one, except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. And we're back on the air with Guys of a Certain Age, Robbie Koblenz in studio, along in studio with Jay Reed and you're in your Mike Wharton, who's (laughs) not in studio, but still with us art shirley hey everybody's mike warwick's wow it's late on a friday afternoon we're all a little tired it's been a long week but your week continues tomorrow right Jay, no, no, I'm you, well. You, I mean, my week continues, but I'm, I'm not <laughs> working tomorrow. <laughs> okay. For some reason, I thought you were working on Saturday. So, but Ew, uh, not if I can help it. and Not if you can help it. You, you don't work whenever you can if you can help it, right? I do not. I, I do neither. I plead the fifth. You plead the fifth. <laughs> All right. How are you guys doing? How are you, Jay? I'm I'm good.
1: Good. good. It's been a,
0: been a pretty good week. I'm just ready to, um, but I do enjoy my weekends for sure. Everybody's working for the weekend. How about you, Mr. Shirley? How, uh, how's your week been?
2: Uh, it's been uh been a week.
0: Mm, a whole five yeah. days, right?
2: That's right. That's
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. So meetings. Art is the meetingest person I know. Not meaty person, but meeting and meeting meetingist. Yeah, little, meeting-ist. Yeah. After slim
2: chickens, maybe a little meaty as well. But yeah. uh
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think you, you have to set a meeting to set a meeting to schedule a meeting, right?
2: That's actually happened, yes.
0: <laughs> Wow. I, so, sometimes I feel like you are living a real-life Dilbert. So, oh. It's kind of like the committee on committees at church. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, all right, let's go from mundane to geek. Let's jump into some geeks of the week. Who wants to go first? Oh, me, I me, can, me. All right. Go ahead. And wow. Okay. Since, uh, since he's pointing at, at we, the air and pointing at me. And, and we hope none of us have our same geeks. So well, we, that's why it's important to go first in this, <laughs> in this crowd.
1: <laughs> I have a spare
2: geek in case. Have okay. a spare? Okay. Okay.
1: All right. Yeah. Well, mine. You know, as we are kind of as we're recording, we're winding. I don't know if we're winding down, but we're winding into a new phase from shelter at home to safer at home to now things are kind of beginning to open up. One, so I'm is, stuck in a studio with Jay. Right. Yeah. So one of the things that has not opened up yet, I don't think, are movie theaters. Nope, but nope. I have been watching um, what they think might happen when the theaters open, because as we have discussed before, some of the new movies that are that were supposed to have been released already are going to be or we're supposed to release in the summer. The big blockbusters, they're they're putting them on, on hold till maybe the fall or sometimes even next year. So the theaters had to say, well, what are you know, what are we going to show in one group? I think it was AMC said we're not going to open up again until the new movies Come back out. But Universal, I believe, is saying we're going to re release some old blockbusters like Jaws or Back to the Future and movies like that and put those back in the theaters. And hopefully, the plan is that they would, you know, the ticket prices would be a little bit lower that the theaters would get a bigger percentage of the cut because they don't have, you know, all the marketing and
0: all that that they
1: normally would. They've already made their money on the movies. Sure. So, I, but
0: not I, according I, to Hollywood accounting practices. Sometimes <laughs> they've never made any money. on the
1: movies. Yeah, that's, there's never been a movie that's
2: actually made a profit, right?
0: No, <laughs> no, because you're always dividing points down. Oh yeah, boy, we could do a whole, yeah. I like four, that
2: idea though. I mean, I'd yeah. love to see some of these movies, you know, back in the theater again.
0: So what, know. what, what would you guys want to see in the theater?
2: I'd oh, want to gosh. see Jaws. I have never, I didn't see Jaws when it first came around.
1: Yeah, and that uh, was one the of the theater. ones they mentioned. That's a possible.
2: And that's my favorite. I mean, Raiders of the Lost Ark, I'd love to see I again see. in the theaters. Oh, yeah.
0: I didn't see either one of those in the theaters. So, really? Yeah, you, I didn't. Were you too young for Raiders? You, were you still... know, I was probably, uh, yeah, I was a touch young. And yeah. uh, then I saw Temple of Doom and was mm-hmm. scarred for life. <laughs> I feel my chest right yeah. now. So I'm the reason there's a PG-13. So, Uh, yeah, that's right. But, uh,
1: yeah, and a side note, one of the things I ran across in in looking at this, some of the theaters I think are a little bit nervous because apparently Trolls World Tour was one of the movies that they released on, you know, digital release for like 20 bucks. And they made about as much
0: money. On that, and they did in that so I believe AMC said they would not carry any Universal movies. Yeah, that's
2: what I was gonna. I saw that too.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. because uh, they did the direct VOD release, yeah. video and demand release uh-huh. of Trolls, and AMC is like, "Well, we're not carrying any more of your movies." So it's like, I don't well, think that'll well, last. Yeah, AMC, you need Universal a little bit more than Universal needs you. So, <laughs>
2: well, especially especially if that test <laughs> proved like it did, you know that.
0: You know, that it's going to be that way well i you know i would pull 20 i would do 20 dollars for a night of release sure. at the house yeah. you know for a, you know if you've got a 24-hour viewing period i absolutely 48 hour i think too so
1: yeah. I, mean, yeah I wouldn't do it every time maybe but
2: we did that we did that for emma uh and again mainly just because uh, not that we didn't wanted to see Emma so badly, but just because we wanted to do that, you know, just kind of take advantage of, hey, let's do that. Now you see all kinds of stuff that, that's out, uh, you know, as in as it's in theaters. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, I wouldn't do it every time, time. But, man, I mean, if there's some movie came out that, that I didn't want to go fight the crowds for, I could see it at home. I'd pay 20 bucks. Sure. It
0: you know and we we've seen a little bit of that as some movies that were going to do theatrical releases Netflix bought the rights and rushed them to to Netflix distribution so there's a yeah. little bit of a precedent there already well not not a little bit there's a lot of precedent there for big budget productions being released online only yeah. look at the the Irishman um yeah. you know for Netflix um gosh there's a there's a Hemsworth movie Oh, extraction! Right. We extraction. watched that uh, this past week. How was that?
2: Uh, it was it was good. It was just kind of you know mindless action movie. You know, kind of what you what you would expect, but but uh, very entertaining, very bloody, gory, and all that kind of stuff. But but uh, it's just a good action movie. You know, kind of nothing that you're going to go. Oh, this, this should be an Oscar contention. But a lot of fun.
0: Well, you know, there's there's all kinds of things like that that's that's happened. So it's not mm-hmm. not without somewhat of a precedent. But, you know, I I think we're still a little ways from seeing Black Widow being released video demand first. But yeah. But, Probably so. yeah, but we're not that far away, because if you look at the home video release, used to be it would be a six month window uh, from from theatrical release to home video release. And that has gotten shorter and shorter and shorter. Um, so theaters are not nearly nearly as protected as they used to be. So, but anyway, all right. So yeah, good cool. talk. Good talk there, Jay. Thanks. Good talk. Thanks. Yeah, there you go. Thanks. Yeah. Good talk, Jay. Yeah. Good talk. Good That's talk. Funny. What What you got, Mister Shirley?
2: Uh, I don't know how many either, either one of you watch uh, Blacklist uh, with James Spader, the uh, NBC drama with uh, James Spader. Uh, this is it's wrapping up its seventh season. We watched it some the first season. Haven't really watched it much since, since then. I like James Spader a lot, but uh, I was there. You know, everybody's kind of trying to figure out what they're doing with uh, with their seasons ending early uh, because of uh, having to close production down because of uh, COVID-19. So uh, Blacklist has turned their episode 19 into their finale, not going to be doing 20 through 22 now. But even even with that, it was only uh Had about half of the scenes shot, so what they're doing is they are uh, they're doing an animated uh, uh, piece for the rest of the for the scenes that weren't shot yet. So it looks for all the world like a a poser animation. It's a company with offices in both Atlanta and uh, in the UK uh, called Proof Inc. Proof Incorporated, and they do a lot of pre-viz kind of stuff, and so. Uh, The actors recorded their dialogue, you know, at home and and sent those in or maybe through a Zoom session, sent those in. And and they've got this animated session. Now I'm looking at the trailer Mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's almost like a a video game from from several years back. But it's going to be very interesting. I'm going to have to watch it and see what it looks like actually on, on screen.
0: You know it all comes back to Doctor Who. I haven't mentioned Doctor <laughs> Who in a few weeks. So there there are a lot of lost episodes of the first two actors, the first two doctors back in the late 60s of uh because the BBC didn't save anything, they were re-recorded over tape. And so what has some folks have recorded the audio from um from those shows and they've found it in personal archives and in the BBC or in some cases if you've got four episodes um, in in a story, you might have episode one and, and, and episode three, and what the BBC has done, they've come in and they've done that exact same treatment almost. Uh, yeah. More 2D animation sometimes to to fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's uh, that's going to be interesting to watch. So did, did they give any indication that they're going to come back and finish it out, or is that they're just going to leave it like that, or, or? they're going to leave it like
2: that? Yeah, that's going to be it. And that was I'm sure at this point it's kind of. Um, Almost a, a stunt to to pull people in. I mean, obviously, it was it was a way to get around that. But the fact that they've given it this this graphic treatment, I would imagine they're going to lean into that a little bit. Like I said, the trailer looks very much like um, an old video game, and they're using that uh, tuning effect that I've seen in Poser and some other things, where you know all the shadows have a hard outline, and and you know so it's supposed to look like a graphic novel. So I don't know if they will make that part of the storyline or whatever that you know this is this is some altered reality or but you know, I have no idea but we'll look at that and see what the, i'm going to watch that tonight and see what the, what, the, what happens with that
0: oh that's going to be that's going to be interesting i mean have I, I haven't watched much but that sounds interesting either way and jason yeah, it's, like i
2: said it's it's uh he's always entertaining to me james spader oh yeah definitely. He's just, he's just fun to watch
0: so the first time i saw james spader was sex lies in videotape
1: Gosh, wow. with
0: uh, Andy McDowell, and part of that was shot on eight millimeter video. And uh, that was, I forgot who directed that. Who directed? Oh man, I'm gonna have oh, to. Oh,
2: Steven Soderbergh.
0: Yeah, Soderbergh. That was his big breakthrough, yeah. too. So, uh, but so uh,
2: you missed all the John Hughes, uh, where James Bader plays the the.
0: The bad guy and all those. Well, so. Teen movies. Well, so Less Than Zero. He was in Less Than Zero. And so I yeah. actually was a production assistant on a film shoot where the director of Less Than Zero was directing the commercial. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you're two Three degrees from James Spader. Who uh, knows? Who knows. I will tell you, that director, man, he had a temper. Oh, man. It was uh, it was fun to watch. But anyway, all right. Cool. Cool. See, Art, I just knew you were going to take my geek of the week, and you may not have seen it because you've been in meetings all day. But uh, CBS announced that there was going to be a Star Trek spinoff starring Anson Mount. And um, so there's going to be a Captain Pike spot, number one. A series called Strange New Worlds.
2: Yeah, I just saw that. That's when I said I had a spare in case somebody took mine. So, I'm glad I went with the blacklist and said. But, yeah, I had gone to the story about the blacklist, and I see that, and almost went, ooh!
1: (laughs) (laughs) He he, he cried out like a little boy. uh,
2: To me, that... That Star Trek series, the 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 Discovery series season with them, rather, it was awesome. You know, I'm really excited about this.
0: Well, Anson Mount was great. He was absolutely Mm -hmm. great, and I can't wait to see how they treat the Enterprise, the pre-Kirk Enterprise. And uh, so they released a little video. Um, Ethan, what's his name? Ethan, who's
2: Gregory Peck's grandson?
0: Really? I didn't know that. Wow. All right, you teach me all kinds of things. So Ethan Peck, uh, (laughs) uh, Rebecca uh, Ramos
2: remain no no Stamos anymore
0: yeah yeah that's right sorry yeah he's and married to Jerry O'Connell I, I guess I knew that as well too and Jerry O'Connell sliders come on I, I'm just yeah. trying, I don't keep up with yeah. Stamos's wives yeah Wow. <laughs> or X, this Y. This is, is it, one
1: you should keep up with. Yeah. <laughs> she's X, an, y, she's it, an X-Man. She's oh, a, I know she's an X-Man. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I know who that is.
0: And then Anson Mount is Captain Pike. And, and so his little video, the, they did a video of the three of them announcing it, kind of, uh, you know, we're so excited. And the last thing Anson Mount says is hit it, which is his let's go to space a uh, little uh, engage, make it know, so. Make it so. Number one. So, but uh, I thought that was cool. That's going to be really nice. CBS has not said when it's going to happen. And of course, you know schedules are really, really strange uh, from a production standpoint. In fact, the CW announced that there would be no new Arrowverse. Uh, episodes in 2020. Everything new would happen in 2021. Mm-hmm. So they're yeah. gonna, they're going to run uh, reruns, including um, Swamp Thing, I believe, on uh, the CW.
2: Swamp Thing is going to CW. Uh, Doom Patrol is now going to HBO Max, which looks like, and I'm probably one of the four or five subscribers left to DC Universe, but it looks like uh, all <laughs> that's going <laughs> to roll into either CW or uh, HBO Max, or just you know go home and. And leave us alone, nerds.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, then there's that. So, but yeah. uh, um, so they're, they've got, they've, at least the CW's got some intellectual property they can kind of um, go back and harvest and say, hey, we'll give you some new stuff. Have you watched Stargirl yet? Or has Stargirl no. aired? I don't even know if Stargirl has aired.
2: I don't even know if it's come out yet. I think I'm not sure that it has. I've seen some trailers for it, but I haven't seen it.
0: I've yet. just seen so many trailers for it, I just assumed it's it started. Mm-hmm. So Jay's yep. making a note. Star- what, what is that on? Uh C W. Okay. Yeah. So um and I haven't watched what is it, Gallery? That you recommended last week is that what's
2: yeah, and 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 the question was was it was it worth watching and uh, I've seen two episodes and they're not I I said last week that they were I thought they were going to release small Disney I guess does not do that so they're they're releasing them a week at a time, Uh, but uh, very interesting very interesting uh, uh, different than I thought I was going to be much more technical behind the scenes kind of stuff and it's a lot of uh, talking with directors about what Star Wars and Lucas has meant to them and and you know that kind of thing I hope they do get into more. Of the technical stuff. I still want to see that cyclorama <laughs> LED thing or whatever's around, you know, just to, to see how that works. You've seen some scenes of that, but I want, uh, I want more tech.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was pretty fascinating, the way they had the, uh, I think it was un- Unreal engine that powered the the, the, yep. the screens around. And then, yep. um, you know, while we're in the Star Wars universe, because we kind of live there, uh, who who played Jango Fett in the original, um, uh, in the prequels? What's his I name? I just read that the other day. T-
2: Timura. Uh, Timura.
1: Oh. Are you about to tell us what he's supposed to do next? Well, uh,
0: yeah, Timura Morrison.
2: Yeah, I couldn't remember
0: the last. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so he has been cast in Mandalorian season two. Mm-hmm. So, um, did we talk about this on air? We didn't talk. I don't about this. know if we talked
2: about it no, or not. We <laughs> talked. We talked about this at lunch yesterday. Yeah,
0: it was lunch <laughs> on air last <laughs> week. Anyway, so no one knows. There's speculation that he would play Boba Fett. That's what I read. You know, but there's also speculation with the Clone Wars finishing up that he would be um, he would be Captain Rex, um, because Ahsoka Tano played by Rosaria dawson is showing up in mandalorian and at the end of the clone wars spoiler alert we see them going off you know they survived the clone wars and we hello go, hello oh i'm sorry i haven't
2: seen it yet <laughs> <laughs> i Enjoy. guess we'll be talking about lost next week <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry i thought you I, no I no failed. at no, lunch failed. we
2: said no i need to watch that <sighs> Wow, guess you I, know? Guess I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, you really do. It's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. I can't believe Cyborg died in it. So, um, yeah, well, really... well, on that note, let's take a break and let's kind of regroup, and you know, I'll kind of ask forgiveness, ask forgiveness, and grovel to Art, and then I will. I won't remember it after this podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the beauty. Of, that that's we? the beauty yeah. of guys of a certain age. We'll be right back. And we're back, and we were talking. Uh, we're talking rebels. And Jay, you had a question. Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> so, Star Wars Rebels has been on the air for oh, four or five years at this point, And you're just where does it fall on the timeline then? So, mm-hmm. Rebels happens right before uh, New Hope. But d- well, as far as Clone Wars is concerned, so Clone Wars happens way before a New Hope. Okay so it is so so Clone Wars happens between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith okay and it goes all the way up to Revenge of the Sith and uh, then then Rebels happens right before A New Hope okay Mandalorian happens right after Return of the Jedi okay and Resistance happens right before Force Awakens is that right Art yes Goodness
1: gracious! Okay,
0: yeah, and Solo happens before a New Hope, and Rogue One happens right before, before a, new a New Hope. Hope. Yeah, that yeah, I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jay, yeah, that's, that's the one a thing you just, you just said that I knew. So so Jay was asking. So have you guys watched Rebels? Yeah, it's brand new. And and Art, your question was.
1: <laughs> I was going to say
2: was the trailer for Force Awakens on the DVD because that's a great movie. I'm sure you'll enjoy.
1: Wow. I Sorry, Mrs. Reed. Yeah. Final trilogy of Star Wars. Sorry, Mrs. Yeah. Reed.
2: We're about to start talking about spoilers. We may spoil a lot of stuff for Jay that <laughs> we've already true. talked about.
0: Yeah that's, yeah, that's right. And, you know, we, we you know what we missed? We missed a golden opportunity. We should have had your mom on the podcast last week.
2: For Mother's Day. For
0: Mother's, for Mother's Day. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And so we would introduce her by playing the theme from The Godfather. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Wow, boy, that sounded painful. So, yeah. Spoiler alert: Art's going to play something that sounds painful. But we're going to talk spoilers, or actually, we're going to talk more like dramatic twists. So we'll try to keep it in the last century or the last decade or something like that. But I read an article that said, you know, the 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 first major um, plot twist that was in popular culture that people kind of had to keep quiet was the end of empire strikes back when Darth Vader is revealed as Luke's father. And, you know, obviously back in 1980 there was no Twitter, there was no interwebs, there were no it was very difficult to get spoiled with something unless you're walking into the theater and somebody's walking out of the theaters like Darth Vader is Luke's father, and you just wanted to kill somebody. Of course, no one would believe that right. because you know Luke's father was dead because Darth Vader killed him. So, you know, my question is, um, you know that that was that was a big spoiler. That was a big plot twist. What are some other big plot twists that you well, guys? Well, one think
2: thing about? is, I I feel that's kind of hard for me to believe because there are movies that were, were they start out with somebody coming on and saying, you know, because of the nature of this thing, please do not give away. You know the ending of this movie. Uh, I'm trying to think. It, it's it's like a Vincent Price movie. There's a guy that comes out and says says
0: this stuff. But I, uh, I've never are seen anything, anything like are that. Are you sure that wasn't Infinity War?
2: No, it's like an old. Of course, y'all don't watch old movies. That's all right. Okay. <laughs> but uh, it's probably black and white. But
0: Did Gar- they make well, movies before '77?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. called the, the, I think there's one called The Tingler where you're not supposed to give away, and there's something else, and then of course the the first one that came to my mind, the first, the first one I saw that I went, wow, that's a great twist. And it was years after it had been in the theaters, but, uh, was Planet of the Apes. Because, yeah. uh, that's yeah. got just a fantastic, it's one of the, my favorite endings to a movie of all time, but it's just, just a great twist. Um, and uh, I guess I, I'm, we should say now we're probably going to spoil movies for you if you haven't seen some of these things. But you know, finding out that he's actually been on Earth the whole time and that uh, the humans destroyed it was just—it's not in the original book. It's not at all what happens in the original uh, Pierre Bull, uh, Monkey Planet book. But uh, it's uh, you know, it's a great twist, and to me, makes the the movie just one of an all you know all time classics.
0: I. I loved uh, the original Planet of the Apes, and I and I like what they've done with the with the reboots. The uh, Tim Burton, Marky Mark, and the Funky Bunch. Not as much so. The, the Monkey Bunch. The Monkey Bunch. Yeah, the Funky Bunch. Remember, remember, Mark Wahlberg and Marky oh, Mark, Mark remember, and the Funky Bunch. I didn't listen to him, but I yeah, remember when oh, they were around.
2: They needed good, vibration good vibrations. Good like vibrations. Okay.
0: You don't. Oh man. There's so many holes in his education, you know. I mean, it it is what it constantly is. Constantly exposed on this show. Yeah, constantly. So, so Planet of the Apes had that huge twist. Empire Strikes Back had the huge qu- twist. Psycho had the huge twist. Yes. With yeah, you know, which <clears throat> I haven't seen Psycho yet. So, and I kind of knew the twist, but uh, you know, the the mom is <laughs> decayed <laughs> slightly. And, yeah, it's dead. It's been talking to Norman in his head. So, well,
2: she's actually she's actually he he is a uh, taxidermy guy. That's his hobby. So you see a bunch of animals and stuff that he is he is uh, <laughs> stuffed or whatever you call. I didn't realize that. that. And uh, and so the mom is one of his projects. So he is. Uh,
1: wow, taxidermy.
0: that just yeah. double creeped me out.
2: <laughs> it's very it's a creepy movie.
0: Yeah. Well. Creepy it's, movie. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some other big twists? that, that uh, well I'll, I'll jump in we, we talked about uh, um, the Sixth Sense Art and I did yesterday mm-hmm. or did we I can't remember
2: I we see, did I think we may have mentioned I think you were so talking to dead people
0: Yeah, I, uh, I see dead people I didn't I just see I love th- it when all the dead people come back <laughs> Wow, we're gonna we're gonna pull that one forever. Uh, I didn't expect that twist. Oh gosh, no. Um, but you know, our knight Shyamalan is one of those guys. Or M Knight, our knight's his brother. M Knight Shyamalan is one of those guys who made a career of twists. And you go into movies from him, kind of expecting a twist, and you start looking for twists. I guess it's kind of a twist when there's no twist because. Um, Art, what were you talking about with uh, Shyamalan yesterday?
2: Uh, we talked about the village, you know. And, but like I said, after I haven't Six seen Spence, it, but
0: I saw it in my list of when I was looking this well, up. We're going to spoil it for you. Do you need to go to the bathroom? I've already read the spoiler. Okay, so, uh, but-,
2: but the the problem with the the village is, you know, like you said, after a while, you, you you start to you know expect the twist, so you start looking for the twist. And and when I was watching again, I realized. Uh, you know, supposed to be set. Looks like it's supposed to be set in colonial days, but nobody was carrying, you know, any type of weapon. There weren't any flintlocks or any of that kind of stuff. And I said, this this doesn't seem right. And there were other little clues along the way, which which is cool because just like the sixth sense, you know, once they show you these things, you go, oh my gosh! And of course, you have to watch it again to, to see where everything fits in. But uh, you know, he also had Unbreakable, which had a bit of a twist. Split uh, has that. Uh, have y'all seen those?
0: Yes. One no, of them? but uh, you can Split spoil has them.
2: Great. For me. Uh, kind of after credits twist. And then, uh, Mr. Glass, I don't really remember too much about, well, there was a twist at the end, but again, it was one of those that you've got to go by that point it, to me. He's lost the element of surprise and that kind of threw things off. Well,
0: yeah, you know, he's, he's kind of at that point where he, like I said, he's known for that and you're uh, looking for it. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, so what are some other big twist cinematic twists that, uh, our legendary I don't know if thing.
2: this is, a, this, to me, this, we mentioned this again in conversation, was Citizen Kane and this idea of trying to figure out what Rosebud, you know, uh, Charles Foster Kane's last word, what that meant, what was Rosebud, and but that's kind of the whole thing, but
0: it, it, go ahead. That was a little bit more of a MacGuffin than a twist, or a, is a MacGuffin a twist? <laughs> what is a MacGuffin?
2: No, MacGuffin, that's, a, that's, that's something a good,
0: you get at McDonald's MacGuffin in the, the morning.
2: something that drives, I think it may have been both. Yeah. because the MacGuffin was what it's it's usually some type of element or something in it that drives the story that really doesn't have any real meaning other than what's in the story. Is that kind of a
0: that is, for, for instance, the, the Maltese Falcon, uh,
2: Maltese Falcon is what I was going to say, is, is one of the, the best known MacGuffins.
0: So uh, so he's looking Bogart's looking for the Maltese Falcon and that's, mm-hmm. you know, it's the namesake of the movie, but it doesn't really matter what the Maltese Falcon is. You know, and some would say Pulp
2: had a bunch of MacGuffins and uh, you know, was was always said there was always something that was his MacGuffin. Movie.
0: And he I believe he termed the phrase MacGuffin and in some oh, cases okay. in some cases, um, some folks say that the suitcase in Pulp Fiction is a MacGuffin. Hmm. We, never uh, okay. that. we never know what the suitcase is that they're you never seen Pulp Fiction? Negative. It's the only Tarantino movie I've ever seen, I have to say, and I, I really enjoyed it. It was such a You know, there's a lot of quotable lines in that. So, but then I probably
1: quote some of the lines. I just never have watched the movie. Then
0: I tried to watch Reservoir Dogs, and that was the last time I watched anything but Well, we said this
1: about Tarantino
2: before. To me, I either love his movies or I I just really don't like them. You know, it's kind of nowhere. It's nowhere in between for me. But uh, didn't he do Once Upon a
0: Time in Hollywood?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I love that. Yeah, I liked Kill Bill. Both of those. Um, I liked Inglorious Bastards.
0: Uh, And that's that's what we were that's what we were going to uh, we were going to tell our call our podcast. But then he came out with the movie.
2: (laughs) But anyway, with with Rosebud, it's also a twist. What it what it turns out to be, because it it, as as opposed to a MacGuffin, it does have some meaning. You know, it it kind of gives you some insight into uh, what mattered to him at the end.
0: Do you know the story of Rosebud, Jay? I, I read the I read this story so for this, but so I seen how much
2: it. of the story of Rosebud are you going to tell?
1: Everything, everything. nothing,
0: everything. <laughs> but you know the, the the whole idea was the last thing Susan Kane says, Charles Foster Kane says before he dies is Rosebud, and so here is this titan of industry um, who ran for president, you know the whole nine yards, uh, loosely based on William Randolph Hearst and right. and so uh, a newspaper reporter was tasked with finding out what was the meaning of rosebud because it was the last thing he said and so it becomes a um a mechanism to go through his life so he interviews people who knew him at different times in his life and they reenact it and at the end of the day you see the um you see his his sled, sled. from when he was a kid uh-huh. named rosebud and so he's achieved all these things in his life but he was never happy the, the happiest memory was the first memory gotcha. that we see him sliding, sledding down in the snow with Rosebud. Okay. So you need to watch I Citizen I knew it was a sled. K- I just didn't know what this is. You need to watch Citizen it. Kane.
2: But so, Charles Foster Kane used the term Rosebud to mean something else with his mistress, so <laughs> – uh, that's what. That's what they. He got so mad about what the Citizen Kane it was, the whole movie or whatever. But then that was kind of something that he thought was should probably not have been in the movie.
0: Yeah. So yeah. There's a little
2: bit more even to it than that. But have you all seen Soylent Green? Do you know Soylent Green?
0: Soylent Green is people.
2: There you go. That was a twist.
0: Yeah, I guess it was. It was. Yeah. I've never seen Soylent Green. I haven't
2: <clears throat> But you know the lawn. Yeah. I mean, you know the the famous last lawn. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: so I think the one for me that stood out, uh, uh, Sixth Sense, I wrote down the Darth Vader, but Fight Club was one. Oh, yeah. with an incredible twist. Well, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I just remember thinking, "Wow, that, yeah, I wasn't expecting that."
0: So, it, Fight Club, the Brad Pitt character is actually actually a a, a split personality of. Edward Norton, right? Yeah, so it was a psychosis of his that manifested itself. And you go through the whole movie thinking it's two people and it's one. By the same token, the usual suspects. Mm -hmm. The twist. Oh, I
2: thought
0: about that one. That's a great one. Yeah, the twist at the end. Kaiser Soce or something like that. Kaiser Soce. Yeah, Uh which is what uh, what a fabulous movie. I believe that was Brian Fuller. And uh, I remember reading an interview with – with Stan Lee when Brian fuller approached Stan Lee about making the uh, first X-Men movie, Um, you know, Brian Brian Singer, Singer. I'm sorry, not Brian Fuller, Brian Singer. And uh, when Singer approached Stan Lee about making the X-Men movie, he kept referencing the usual suspects and Stan Lee's like, wow, I, I love that movie, but why is this guy talking about the usual suspects? Well, he directed The Usual Suspects, so he goes from The Usual Suspects to the first X-Men movie, which up until that time was one of the greatest superhero movies. And it still it holds up fairly well until Cyborg dies. Um, mm. So, But uh, that whole twist at the end and how, how they go through, how, how, how Singer goes through and shows you pieces, parts of surrounding in the office that led to the story that was told about Kaiser Sose. And uh, it just really comes together really, really well. Um,
2: you know, another one that I just thought up was uh, uh, from our, one of our favorite directors, Edgar Wright. And I don't, still don't know that you've seen Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz yet, Jay. I saw Hot, saw Hot Fuzz.
1: Saw Hot Fuzz. Still haven't seen okay. Shaun of the Dead. That's
2: right, because you didn't much care for it. I didn't.
1: I didn't get the same enthusiastic uh, <laughs> bit as, as y'all did, but apparently, I didn't watch it correctly. Yeah. Hmm.
2: Didn't you watch it? What did you watch? It, it I
1: watched like? it piecemeal. Like, oh, watched yeah, a little yeah. bit and then a little bit later. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, uh, in between Logan Lucky previews. Something
0: right that, yeah.
2: <laughs> right. Are there, the world's in. Did we go see that together, Robbie? I feel like we probably did.
0: Uh, no, we didn't. Uh, I did not see it in the theater because uh, I don't know that it came to Starkville. Uh, yeah,
2: I saw it at the theater because I remember, and maybe Becky and I went and saw it, but, um, uh, but, uh, remember, or maybe I saw it somewhere, maybe I saw it somewhere else, but, um, uh, uh, there's a twist in the middle of that thing that I did not see coming at all. And it just turns the whole movie on its end, you know, up until like, I guess the first act, the first third of the movie, it's kind of this uh, older guys, you know, getting together and, and kind of reminiscing about their their lives and, and how they haven't turned up like they are. And all of a sudden, uh, there's this scene and it just turns everything on its head. You know, It's just really, really funny. Which city? Tell what it is. Yeah. Maybe which
0: what movie is this? This is uh, World's End. This in, is which,
2: World's End, uh, which is the third of oh, the Cornetto
0: trilogy. In the
2: uh, Cornetto. Cornetto. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, which trilogy? Which one is it? But um, oh, Martin Freeman yeah. goes into the restroom. Right. Uh, they're at this bar, which yeah. is the World's End. Yeah. And they go into the restaurant, and this guy starts trying to kill him, and he turns. He's fighting with him, and he turns out to be a robot.
0: It becomes a a sci fi movie. You oh, think okay. it's sci fi
2: movie just completely changes. You think to watch that again.
0: You you, you think it's um, you think it's a buddy movie. You know yeah. a, you know a, you know where are they now twenty years later and it turns into Ooh. a sci fi. We're getting rid of the robot overlord movie. Oh gosh, and, and yeah. It's a lot of fun. We watched yeah. we watched all three of the Cornetto trilogy um, in su- successive nights with the boys. And oh, oh
1: really? Okay.
0: Yeah yeah it was a lot of fun so. But I, need to again. I can never pull that off at my house. Yeah, probably not. Especially if your mom was there. Hey, what about Seven? Uh, with oh, them? yeah. That's so you, did you see Seven? The I'm trying to think. I saw that on the list and I seemed like I may have, but I
1: don't remember the plot. So I guess probably not.
0: So uh, Brad Freeman, no, Brad Freeman, Brad Freeman played baseball for <laughs> Mississippi State. Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. And uh, it was directed by David Fincher and it was. Probably the one of the first movies that put Fincher on the map, and uh, Kevin Spacey was the big bad in it. And so, spoiler alerts for Seven. It's what twenty years old at this point. If you haven't seen it, yeah. Um, and it's a serial murderer who uh, Freeman and Pitt are trying to find, and he is leaving a trail of the seven deadly sins. Okay. And um, at the end of the day, there's a box. That they find, and I can It's been forever since I've seen it. Art, do you? Do you? Can you be a little bit, uh, uh, a little bit more succinct of the ending than I would try to? You know, stumble through.
2: Well, uh, Kevin Spacey, again from Usual Suspects, is playing. Has is playing the killer, and uh, he turns himself in. But in the meantime, he has FedEx this box out to this thing, and and you see this. They're in the field and they go, you know, Brad Pitt's going, what's in the box? What's in the box? Because he knows what's in the box. And uh, he was married to Gwyneth Paltrow. And unfortunately, her head is in the box. Oh. So it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just it's one of those movies that, you know, I've watched once. I really don't care to watch again. I realize it was brilliant. But, man, it was brilliant because it really, really makes you uncomfortable. It's just a, man, it's just an awful movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like I said really well done it's awful a, movie but wow I,
0: I it's a masterpiece I think oh yeah I mean it just is absolutely phenomenal but it, it's it, it's it, one it of those things it
2: succeeds in what it tries to do it does is just to make you just really really creeped out yeah and so you know, the, the seven deadly we, we talked about seven deadly sins are what the, the focus of the serial killer is involved with
0: so Jay just wrote down seven and he circled it I squared it oh you squared it yeah because yes, it's because it's hip to be square yeah,
1: then right. there's there's another one I wrote down, too, that I did not see. I think I was too young to see it at the time or too young to so care.
0: You're saying Art saw it then? Maybe. Ooh, maybe.
1: But I remember there was a lot of chatter about it because of the surprise twist, and that was The Crying Game. So, I don't know if, you, if y'all I, saw that. I was in college when The Crying Game came right? out. Right, then I just didn't care, I guess.
0: Yeah, I feel like <laughs> 19 or 20 came out like in 89 or 90. Okay, or maybe I 90. You. You don't 90. Have to, Man, <laughs> I was too he's young. He's coming over the desk. <laughs> I'm not. I was too young. <laughs>
1: wow. I was just trying to figure out why I didn't see it or why I didn't care, but that was a big twist, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Did you yeah. see The Crying Game? Art. I did not see the Crying game I 92. Story, but I didn't 92. See it. Yeah. yeah so the 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 dancer that the main that the um, uh, the main character falls in love with turns out to be a man and there's a big twist surprise where it's revealed as he's a man and it was kind of shocking at the time And and uh, Neil Jordan directed that that was a pretty good movie so
1: um, I just remember there was a lot of talk when that came out I think that didn't that spoiler
0: got spoiled pretty yeah, quickly yeah yeah and uh, i remember uh billy crystal
1: i was going to say wasn't there some jokes about yeah, that at the oscars at the something?
0: oscars <laughs> you know those lips those thighs what a surprise you know i think i remember it and it was uh it was it was quite quite funny so but uh, the crying game i was too young you were probably what 24 25 when that came out
1: well then i just yeah i just yeah, didn't, just didn't go then.
0: Yeah, it's. In fact, I think I saw it here in Starville. If I remember, yeah, I would have seen it in Starville. So
1: see, I would have been in North Carolina by that time and single, and you know, didn't want to go to a movie by myself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a lonely
0: sad sack. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that I was. So, all right. Any other um, twists? That uh, that that kind of stand out for us. I mean, we could have run the gamut from Vincent yes, Price all the way to. I'm sure
2: we're missing some.
0: Yeah. Well, there's there's
1: in recent movies and a lot of the ones that would show up on the like if you Google, you know, plot twist. A lot of them were older movies, say 70s, 80s, early 2000s. There wasn't a whole lot in the recent years that I saw. How, they mentioned Parasite though. Once upon a time in Hollywood was mentioned. Haven't seen either one of those yet, so I don't want to spoil them, but um, yeah, be spoiled. Those, I mean.
2: Uh, does of those have, have, have twists to them. I mean, that's, like I said, Parasite has a real bizarre turn. In it, but I wasn't going to mention anything that was probably, you know. Right,
1: right. Reason.
2: But yeah, but it does have a really bizarre turn. It.
1: Uh, Arrival is. Yeah. That yeah. was on a list too. Yeah. Have you seen Arrival? I've seen Arrival, yeah. I don't remember yeah. it having this huge twist, but oh, once yeah. I reread okay. it, I, then I, I remembered, okay, there was something. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Gone Girl. i forgot forgotten
1: that. One. Gone Girl was on a bunch of lists too. I haven't
0: seen that one. It's gone. Girl. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Gone Girl Boy. Art? Yeah, I think that's a great movie. It really is. It really is. Uh, I watched a, one on
1: Quibi. I finished a Quibi series the other day and it had a pretty good twist, The Most Dangerous Game with Liam Hensworth.
2: Well Okay. Is that based on the old
1: yeah. story? I don't know. Yeah. I think it is. It might be. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. And the you know, old story of course, no.
2: you know, mysteries, you know, I, I think you kind of discount those. I, I'm not saying that we've not brought any, but you know, like I I'm thinking like uh Murder on the Orient Express has a has a, certainly has an unexpected ending even for mystery, but you know, you kind of expect that with the mystery, so how unexpected can it be? <laughs>
0: well, and we forgot one of the greatest. What's that? Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. Ah. Uh, yeah. 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 She's my daughter. She's my sister. My Mother, my daughter, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, Chinatown. I yeah. yeah. Name the name the sequel to Chinatown.
2: Uh, Chinatown
0: Two, uh, the two jakes. <laughs> the t- I'm turning your mic off now. <laughs> yeah, the two jags. That's right, Chinatown Two. I was too <laughs> young for you that say? one too. He said. The, he said. <laughs> he said Chinatown Two. Oh, yeah.
1: Wow,
0: Big
2: Trouble
0: in Little China is actually the sequel. <laughs> I think I saw that one. Oh, <laughs> Kurt, now we're getting into my movies, Kurt Russell. I yep. never. I never saw Big Trouble in Little China. It's always one of those oh ones I wanted gosh, to see. Got to see that. Yeah, we just need to do a Guys of a certain Name age film festival.
2: Yeah, and really we could do some Kurt Russell stuff and and, uh, it would fit right in with us. Our Uh,
0: genre. It's it's part of our target demographic. Did you see the Escape from New York or Escape from L.A. movies? I did not. I think I saw those. I did not. Snake Pilsen? Pilsen? Plissken? Plissken, yeah.
2: Plissken, yeah.
0: Yeah, I came close. I needed to buy (laughs) a vowel or no, I needed to buy a consonant. You can't buy a consonant. Escape
2: from New York's good. Escape from L.A. is looks like a little bit like a cash grab
0: yeah yeah uh who did george miller direct those do you remember uh, uh um who directed escape from carpenter carpenter oh john carpenter yeah, yeah. that was after the thing i believe
2: yeah so. yeah he he did uh the the thing with uh, kurt russell in those two movies uh that maybe that maybe be it i'm not sure
0: i'm looking it up if we only had devices
2: yeah i'm doing the same
0: yeah, yeah, we heard your. We should
2: just do a video of us clicking, you know, keyboards and
0: that. That's right. <laughs> Halloween, The Fog, Escape from New York, The Thing, Christine, Starman. I forgot he did Starman. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, with uh, with um,
2: Jeff Bridges with and, Finn, um, Karen Allen.
0: Yeah, yeah, Big Trouble in Little China, Prince of Darkness. They Live. Oh, I love They Live. Rowdy, rowdy, oh, I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick some pup, and I'm all out of bubble gum. Man, what a great movie! I need to watch that. I wonder if the boys would like that. I don't know that my wife would like it, but I think uh, I think the boys will like it. The whole idea.
2: It's a, it's a pretty fun movie.
0: It is. It is. Um, so. Well, all right, so that, that wraps up a relatively fun podcast episode. So, <laughs> for uh, us, anyway. Well, for us, anyway, and we remembered uh-huh. most of what we were going to say. So, but anyway, thanks again for joining us, and stay safe. We'll see you next time.